and welcome to Team Talk. I'm Joe O'Neill. That is Sam Hauser. We are excited to be back from a little bit of a July 4th break there and uh, a lot going on around here in the coming weeks. It's not going to be the dog days of summer around here. We got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, reminder later on tonight at 8 o'clock, it's Dodgers and uh, Rockies again right here on 1017 the team of course the Dodgers able to take care of the Rockies last night they got a little bit of room between them and the Padres over the weekend so uh the, at eight o'clock tonight the, the the Dodgers do host the Colorado Rockies um the Dodgers won last night five to three starting pitchers tonight uh for the Dodgers Ryan Pepeout and uh, Herman Marquez uh, for the Colorado Rockies. But we're excited because we're less than two weeks away from Albuquerque hosting the TBT tournament. I'm telling you what, I cannot wait to showcase uh, Albuquerque, the pit, Lobos, Aggies, and all the other great players that are going to be coming through Albuquerque over these three or four days. Um, And one of them is a person that's, Worth the price of admission in himself. Roman Martinez, one of the great Lobos of all time, joins us on the Daniels Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Cool Take Hotline. And you're going to be on that TBT team representing New Mexico, Roman, and you're excited about it. Yes. Um, first of all, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on the show. And yeah, excited to have the chance to play in the pit with uh, you know the rest of the alumni. It's an exciting experience. It is, and you were part of that team last year. Uh, had a lead against Oklahoma State and fell short. Um, and um, my hunch is that you guys learned a lot uh, uh, from that experience, and then the benefit of playing in the pit, like you mentioned, Roman. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, the pit—it's you know, in and itself, you know, during your college season is enough. But you know, getting a chance to play, um, you know, this year is. Super exciting. But uh, last year, you know, gained a lot of experience uh, when it comes to the TBT. You know, uh, when it comes down to it, at the end of the game, I feel like the point system, you know, we weren't really uh, you know, extremely prepared when it comes to the end of the game. But now we come here, you know, in the pit and the chance to really, uh, you know, show what we have. <laughs> well, you showed what you had. I mean, uh, Roman, I mean, this is really important. But at the same time, the memories that you have of wearing that Lobo uniform, uh some of the, the greatest years in Lobo history, your last three at New Mexico, 74 and 30 overall. You were uh, two-time Mountain West regular season champs, amongst other things. Uh, you retired as only the third Lobo to reach 1,000 points, 500 rebounds, 153s. Uh, what an amazing career. And also the fans. I mean, I remember uh, on senior night the way uh, you, that the fans showed your their appreciation to you, uh, but you with them as well, Roman. Well, yeah, I grew up in El Paso, Texas, and I used to come to Albuquerque all the time growing up when it comes to basketball tournament, tournaments, visiting family. So had the chance to really get a sense of the culture and community growing up. So, you know, when I had a chance to play there, uh, you know, back when I played in college, uh, you know, 06, um, I knew, you know, I was playing for something more than myself. Right? I was playing for the community. I always tried to, to play for, you know, the, uh, the, the you know, person sitting on the lat, you know, the end of the bench or, you know, when it comes to the pit, you know, the person sitting at the, you know, the last chair, you know, right? So, uh, you know, my goal is to, you know, bring that back and hopefully, um, you know, play well this tournament and then move on. 
Well, let's talk about the team, okay? Uh, I know too many guys to mention individually, uh, but what do you think collectively are the strengths of this enchantment team, Roman? Well, we want to be strong defensively, um, but also, you know, we got a bunch of shooters, uh, proven shooters in Scott Bamford, uh, Jamal Fenton, um, and others who can really, uh, you know, spread the floor for, for a lot of our drivers. But, um, yeah, overall, I think we got a really solid team. Uh, you know, that, that yet, uh, last year we got, you know, gained a lot of experience. So I'm um, just excited to, uh, to be back in the pit. I can't say it enough. No doubt about it. And what an honor it is for the pit to host this event. Let's uh, let people know, again, it's still two weeks away, and uh, tickets are incredibly reasonably priced, just in case people are wondering. Uh, you can buy an all-session pass for $45, $75 if you want chairbacks and be a big dog uh, all days uh, of the tournament. Um, but very reasonable. They even have session uh, passes uh, that are $14. Uh, obviously, uh, there's going to be a lot of attention on the first day, second session, because in the nightcap game, New Mexico is going to be facing the Panamanians. Or what? What do they say? Panamaniacs. Pan- Panamaniacs. Led by Mario Mocha. <laughs> okay, there you go. New Mexico State is going to be in the house, and we're going to talk to a bunch of those guys in the coming weeks as well, Roman. But uh, talking about uh, the uniqueness of the pit, and you've played around the world. I mean, after you got done with the Lobos, you continued to play professionally around the world, and the special the, the special place that the pit is and what you guys expect to see that Monday night. Yes, yeah, so um, I did have a chance to play uh, overseas for seven years professionally, and yeah, so I mean, uh, if, you know, all, all, all those listening, please, you know, it, they're extremely cost-effective, there's a ton of great players and talent. Uh, there's about 71 professional players playing this tournament, so I know it's the late cap on a Monday night, but you won't regret it. We're, we're going to try to put on a show, and, and of course, we're playing the Mexico State, so it, you know, I get chills thinking about you know the rivalry that we had playing them in college. Yeah, and and one one more opportunity at, uh, at that at least for now, uh, Roman. And you know, just going back to the introductory, uh, going back to the presser when the bracket got revealed, and and everything. I mean, we're already uh, the the talk was already uh, starting then, and finding out uh, what Brandon Mason's going to do. He's going to be with uh, in one locker room over here and one locker room over there. I mean, how much have you guys been kind of getting on him about uh, about? I mean, he's the GM of both teams. You can't really pick favorites, but that's a tough spot for a guy to be in. Oh yeah, he gets his fair share of of, of hate, but but honestly, um, we're extremely get, uh, grateful to have him a part of um, you know management and our team, and also with the Las Cruces team. He, his goal is to really um, you know build this community up, and you know hopefully if we get enough tickets, we can continue to uh, uh, you know hopefully you know keep the tournament here in Albuquerque, where where it should be, right in the pit. Right, and we've already seen you know you guys uh, the the tournament's coming up. It's uh, the games at the pit July eighteenth. Through the 21st, the TBT, we're looking forward to the Enchantment, uh, the UNM alumni versus the Panamaniacs, the NMSU alumni. Some of the videos are already starting to come out of just some of the practices and workouts you guys getting together, Roman. And, you know, you talk about how special it is to be back there and just, you know, reflecting on your time as a Lobo, but just as, as cool as it is for the fans to see a bunch of their former favorite players come together, just what's that been like for you to, to uh, play with guys that are some of the other all-time Lobo greats? It's been it's been fantastic. You know, you really get to see, especially some of these guys like Anthony Mathis, who you know are continuing to play professionally. Drew Gordon, um, you know, just see just the 
you know, honestly, you don't get a chance to really, some of these guys I never had a chance to play against or with, right? So it's really just to go, to, to meet really, really true they are, truly who they are when you, when we practice and when we play. And that's, that's what I love about, you know, basketball is to really get to see, you know, what kind of grit, you know, a player has, especially in Albuquerque when the, uh, the altitude's so high. I, I actually worked out today. And um, the altitude is, it, it's, it's pain, right? So it's a lot of pain. That's why I remember uh, going through practices, you know, back with Steve Alford was, was our coach. Um, you know, and, and especially the two weeks coming in, it's just a lot of pain. You know, that's, that's something that's a huge factor in this tournament. Uh, the, the altitude level, and I felt it today, that's for sure. Boy, it's funny to bring that up because Anthony Mathis, who you mentioned playing in the G League the last couple of years, it, it takes everybody. Once you leave and come back, it takes everybody that little bit of extra time to kind of get used to that again. And so, you know, for for a guy like Anthony Mathis, and there's so many guys who are, are current and former uh, players that went on to the, you know, to the uh, to the to the top level. Does that give you a little bit of an extra push? Knowing uh, knowing up you're going up against. I mean, Lafonso Ellis is going to be one of the coaches of one of the teams. You got NBA uh, guys all over the place. Does that give you a little bit of an extra push? Oh, so so exciting, so motivating, right? To see guys. You know, you see, you know, Fran Fasilla was uh, our analyst last year. So just seeing guys, especially in the uh, you know within the college atmosphere and, and NBA atmosphere, right? That that are part of this tournament. Uh, you know, I'm extremely excited and grateful to, to be on this team. No doubt about it. And like I said, too many guys to mention, but uh, other names, Elijah Brown, Joe Firstinger, Pancake Thomas, Jamal Fenton, uh, Darrington Hobson, my goodness, uh, Darius Gary, just great Lobo names along with yours there, uh, Roman. And I'm glad you mentioned about uh, Brandon Mason kind of driving this because he was the one that was behind the successful uh, exhibitions that came to the pit uh, for Cam Bairstow for two summers. I mean, uh, the amount of people that like came out to enjoy that was like off the charts and I and I think we're going to see in a couple weeks we're going to see that the same level of of fan support for your event um best of luck I know it comes down to to playing good hoops Roman but uh you guys I know are practicing hard and uh good luck uh when this thing kicks off in a couple weeks Roman well Joe I appreciate your time thanks for having me on and yeah all, all, all your listeners if you can spare some time Monday night uh we'll, we'll be ready for the show there you go. All right. Roman Martinez, one of the great Lobos. I mean, I've been following the Lobos. If you ask me to list uh, my 10 faves, I, I assure you he would be on there. Just so people know, it's $14 per session. So you'll get two games uh, on Monday in the first session, then two games in the second session on uh, Monday night. Uh, the Lobos playing that second session. Um, and then again, if you want to just buy all session passes, it's 45 bucks. And if you want chairbacks, um, my suggestion would be get Get on that right away. Get your $75 chair backs for the whole thing. So another guy that I know has been really keeping his eye on this uh, because he sees what it might be and what an opportunity it might be to even brand Albuquerque, New Mexico basketball is Jeff Grammer with the uh, Albuquerque Journal. You saw his story today on Anthony Mathis. You'll see a ton between now and the game. Uh, but Jeff, this is a, a real neat opportunity to reinforce to people at the national level the importance of basketball in New Mexico, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's part of the, the appeal to the TVT tournament for coming here. Um, they, they wanted to find a place out west that, you know, a, a year ago when the when the Lobos or the Enchantment, or the Lobo alumni team first played, you know, the furthest place out west was Wichita, Kansas. And so this year they wanted somewhere that's a little more out west 
to to host one of the uh, the eight regionals, and all eight regionals have eight teams. So it's a sixty four team single elimination, you know, million dollar winner take all tournament. And uh, to to get a little geographic balance, they were looking for something out west. The pit made the most sense, but you know the, the reality is the, the last however many years in Lobo basketball it haven't been great. So there there was a little bit of a question mark, a little bit of a selling that had to had to happen. And they they convinced TBT that look this this pit can still be can still get going again. And I think after a year of no basketball, a couple years ago, a year of um, some some restrictions last year in the pit i think people are ready to come out again and and you see that with these other sports you guys know well what what fans are at united games there's there's still people coming out i just did a story yesterday about the isotopes are leading the pcl and in average attendance like this town and the state are, are ready to come out for some sports again and uh i think the pit can be can be pretty special um the big thing right now is just letting people know what this tournament is because not all of them are familiar with what it is no doubt about it, and that's kind of hitting the nail on the head, and when I think of them looking for places to go in the West for events like this, national events, looking for places to go, it reminds me of the the days where New Mexico or Albuquerque was chosen for being sites for NCAA tournament events. Well, we know that's been on a hiatus and no idea when and if that will return, uh, but this is a, a great chance to be on a big stage. You mentioned uh, you know, most of these locations back East. I mean, Rucker Park Park is one of the locations. Yeah. Uh, University of Syracuse is a location. Uh, Wichita, or excuse me, uh, West Virginia, Dayton, Xavier, Wichita, Omaha. You know, and and Albuquerque is one of those eight locations, and it's a big deal here. Uh, I think, and it'll look really good on TV if Lobo fans do turn out. Um, you know, the like I said, you know, I'm looking at this this mon- that Monday. It's in the middle of the summer, uh, Jeff. People, if they want to see some players, and this is why I wanted to get you on. Uh, you you're doing research on all these teams. All eight of these teams uh, have big-time players littered on every single roster. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, so I saw Alex Kirk this weekend. He was at a, at a nice Stopes game on Sunday, and uh, he told me he's not going to be in town. He has to leave before then, so he won't be here. But I asked him about TBT and, and stuff, and he just he started rattling off players he's played against overseas. He played in this a few years ago before his current contract with this team in Japan um, doesn't allow him to play because he's he's a top asset for them. So they actually pay him part of what they pay him is so he doesn't play in tournaments like this in the off season. So so he's playing at a really high level, um, but. He, he rattled off a whole bunch of guys' names. One guy in particular, a guy who played in the pit before, Jerome Randall, um, for, played at Cal, and uh, he's a guy that plays for Team Challenge at ALS. Um, so the the team, one of the teams that's going to be here, they're the two seed in the pit regional. Um, they've played for the championship before and lost in the final game a few years ago. Um, really good team, but they got a point guard from Cal named Jerome Randall, who who Alex Kirk says has the best handles outside of the NBA right now. Now he's 35. He's played like I said a high level in France was his last um, pro league. But uh, Alex Kirk kept going on and on about Jerome Randall for some reason. So take that for what it's worth. Um, there are guys that that certainly have the attention of of high level pro basketball players around the around the world, really. But there's also a whole bunch of um, former Mountain West stars. There's there's two former Mountain West players of the year that are coming. Derek Marks is going to play for the Boise State alumni team. Marvell Harris is going to play for the Fresno State alumni team. Those guys won the Mountain West Player of the Year in back-to-back years. And then Jason Smith played in the NBA for 12 years, and he started Colorado State back when Jared Giddens was playing, and Steve Alford just got to town. So 
Um, I I did look up. I'll, I'll tell really quick on Jason Smith. He uh, he had 28 points and 11 rebounds in his last game in the pit. And I looked it up, and who started against him was Daniel Ferris. So I see Daniel Ferris practicing last week with some of these enchantment guys that are in town starting to try and play pickup games. And Daniel Ferris said, I remember that game well. He was a sophomore. And uh, he, he wasn't all that thrilled that I brought it up, but right away he remembered it well. And said, Scott Diedrichson, our assistant coach, was on the bench and just kept yelling at him. He's going to spin baseline. He's going to spin baseline. And he, and sure enough, Daniel Ferris said all game long he spun baseline and got 28 on me, doing exactly what I knew was coming every single time. And and that's kind of why this is why it's it's special and why it's so cool for this to finally get here, uh, right, Jeff? For, for these games to be at the pit because of of stories like that and and fans of of both these teams for the Enchantment for the Panamaniacs, Lobo Zaggies. There's just stories that these fans could could tell each other for the entire that that whole session with with four games, right? Well, absolutely. But even even some of the coaches, you, you'll you know every walk of you know every kind of corner of the country. All these players played in some school some at some level, some Montana State-level guys, some Syracuse-level guys, some high-level power conference guys. LaFonzo Ellis is coaching Team Heartfire, which is a team kind of that merged two teams um, from the last couple of years, of, and one of them had played in two championship games. So, like, some really good players there. LaFonzo Ellis played in the pit in 1988. He played in the McDonald's All-American game. He was playing, he was interviewed courtside by, by Dick Vitale in, when they were here broadcasting on, I think it was ABC, um, the McDonald's All-American game in the pit. So he's looking forward to coming back to the pit. These these aren't just uh, guys who are playing overseas that most people haven't heard of. There are a lot of guys that people have heard of and maybe just haven't heard of in a while or haven't heard that name in a while, but... Man, there's a lot of names that people I think will recognize if if they just uh, kind of look at who look at these rosters and go out and see these games. They'll they'll remember. It'll it'll jog the memory. Right, and and like you said, ram up the Colorado State alumni team. Once a Bronco for the Boise State alumni team. At least David Roddy's uh, not allowed in this in this tournament for the sake of the enchantment, Jeff. <laughs> right. I, there there is one connection on the Colorado State team that's worth mentioning. He's from Albuquerque. Went to high school at Clovis High, but Don Dawson uh, played at Marquette and then two years at Liberty. He was actually born in Albuquerque, and, and like I said, high school down in Clovis and went, up, went on to play college basketball. He's on that Colorado State team. I have no idea what his connection to Colorado State um, is, but he, he will be coming back too. So there's another New Mexico uh, field to, the, uh, to one of the opposing teams, the rosters. Yeah, there's a lot of meat to, like, this entire tournament, if you're a basketball fan, I'd encourage people to go to their website. It has every team, the rosters uh, for those teams. It has the rules. Uh, it's all at thetournament.com, thetournament.com. Okay, I need to mention another thing, too. And We were you know, giving Brandon uh, Mason a lot of credit for, for really driving these sort of things. You know, I brought up uh, you know, the, the events that he did with Cam Barristow, uh, and, uh, but also um, in your story today, the partnership with the University of New Mexico Athletic Department and the opportunities for the department to benefit as well, uh, not only from the ticket sales, but from the parking concessions. I mean, this could be a nice lift for the department as well, Jeff. Yeah, and just branding. You know, there's there's uh, the un kind of you can't quantify it sometimes, but but the branding of the pit is important too, and and that's something that the pit hasn't been able to do for a few years. Um, at, certainly not at a high level. Obviously, one year altogether there was no basketball, but branding the pit and reminding people 
but there's this location right in the middle of the, you know, people just look at the map and, and there's a big gap in a lot of people's minds between Texas and California or Texas and Phoenix maybe. Well, well there's a there's a gym right in the middle there, uh, the pit that used to be known by everybody. And uh, UNM hasn't really been able to showcase that at a high level for a while. And, and uh, so they jumped on board thinking this was a good opportunity. Every game, all 64 or 63 games of this tournament, of the 64-team tournament, um, are either broadcast or or streamed um, on the ESPN family of networks. So, um, yeah, th- this is UNM jumping on board saying, we'll, we'll cut the ticket splits with you guys 50-50 with TBT, the tournament. Um, but uh, for the, I think the big benefit for UNM is the potential, if it works out well, is the potential for kind of reminding people that the pit is a venue that, uh, that people should you know put on their bucket list. No doubt about it. Um, and the, the finals, by the way, are in Dayton. And, you know, Dayton has benefited, you know, from that reputation. Uh, they play the yeah. first couple of rounds. You know, granted, it's right there in the middle of the, the country. But at the same time, again, this is a great opportunity for New Mexico uh, to show its stuff. Uh, the website is thetournament.com, thetournament.com. Um, they're even doing a bracket challenge on this. For those people that can't get enough of the March Madness brackets, uh, they're doing a bracket challenge here where like somebody have a chance to win $30,000 and I think up to a thousand people will win some sort of money in return. Uh, there's a charity tied into all this stuff too, uh, Jeff. And um, man, there's no other ultimatum in each and every game where you win and advance and lose and go home. Uh, so the, the level of competitiveness with these guys that you said, here's another thing too, as I was going through these rosters, I mean, they're showing pictures of these guys. Uh, these, these guys are men. Okay. I mean, it, it's yeah. really watch. It's like watching, you know, like, you know, just <laughs> below NBA, you know, there were 71 guys that in this tournament that have played, uh, professionally, maybe even in the NBA, I'm going to double check that. But the bottom line yeah, in is the yeah. in the NBA. So 71 uh, guys, and and there's 64 teams in the tournament, but 71 guys have attachments to the to the NBA. And with a million dollars on the line, because it's winner take all. Uh, I mean, you're going to get an outrageous level of competition. Well, so these teams too. You, you got to remember some of these teams. While there are now, I think, a, the, the most they've ever had number of alumni teams, I think it's 34 teams are actually tied into like an alumni team, like the UNM alumni or the NMSU alumni or the, on the Panamaniacs. Um, they're not all like that. Some of these teams are just guys who have played overseas or played in the G League or maybe former NBA guys that know each other. And so they're not like saying, okay, we just need to get all the best former Lobos or the former Colorado State Rams or Boise State Broncos. These are guys who are kind of recruiting players who are playing at the highest level in China and, and France and, and just overseas in Europe. These, again, these might not all be guys that you've seen in the NBA or that were the drafted and, and you know on that level, but these are guys who are playing at a high level now. They're not just – sometimes I think people forget the alumni team might be more recognizable in terms of name recognition because you know all those former Lobo names because you're a Lobo fan, right? Well – you don't know what level some of these guys have been playing at. Just because they were a star, you know, back in the Mountain West five or six years ago doesn't mean that they went and played at the highest level overseas and kept working at that level. Or just because they were a bench warmer or maybe a low-level starter when they did play at the college level doesn't mean they didn't go excel at the overseas level. There's one guy in particular I'll mention real quick, Del Norte High graduate, local guy, Scott Bamforth. Right. Didn't get a whole lot of recognition or accolades coming out of Albuquerque, frankly. He probably deserved more than he got. Ended up going to Weber State, played there with a guy named Dame Lillard, 
ends up playing at the uh, one of the highest levels and is still playing at one of the highest levels overseas. Um, thinking about it this weekend, I think the three highest level players right now out of the state of New Mexico, unless I'm just totally skipping out and forgetting somebody, are Alex Kirk playing in Japan, Scott Bamforth, I think, played in Germany this past year, and then Jeff Taylor out of Hobbs is still playing at a high level overseas, I think, in Spain. And um, those three guys are, are not just making, you know, a little bit of spending cash overseas. Those guys are making six-figure salaries annually, and not like mid to high six-figure level um, money. They're, they're making a lot of money overseas right. because they're still playing at a really high level. They are, yeah. All right. Um, no, it, it, it just it gets me excited. Again, it's less than two weeks away. Uh, it's It starts on Monday, July 18th. They'll play Monday, Tuesday, and then Thursday, and then they're guaranteed that a New Mexico team will be uh, advancing to Tuesday night because they play each other on uh, the last game on Monday. Uh, again, uh, session tickets are fourteen dollars per person. If you want chairbacks, it's twenty four dollars per person for uh, per session. And then, uh, if you just want to get an entire pass for the whole thing, it's forty five bucks and seventy five. If you want an all session pass and have you some chairbacks. All right, Jeff. Well, thanks so much. We'll talk to you a bunch uh, more about this as we get closer. Appreciate you filling us in on the latest. Thank you so much, Jeff Grammer with the Albuquerque Journal joining us on the Daniels Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Cool Take Hotline. All right, when we come back, man, we can't wait to talk about this conference realignment. All this stuff went down. Uh, I talked to my guy Darren Savino at UCLA. I'll give you his thoughts on on what this, how it went down there, and and so on and so forth. We'll do all that next. You're listening to Team Talk, ESPN Radio, one one seven, the team.